0: Hello, and welcome to our Remarkable Women podcast. This is a branch of ministry from our women's ministry at Grace Community Church in Goshen, Indiana. I'm your host and women's ministry director, Natalie Replogel. The heart behind this podcast is to connect us together while we talk about the everyday experiences that women deal with. This is a place for women to share about our own journey and what God is doing in their life. It's a place where we can learn from their experiences, glean from their wisdom, be encouraged that we are not alone, and find hope in the everyday. Over the last couple of weeks, we have been taking some time to connect with each core team member and giving you a chance to get to know each of them a little better. Since they will also be hosting some episodes, so today I am very excited to be interviewing Katherine Rumfelt. Welcome, Catherine. Hi, everyone. Thank you, Natalie. So many of you probably don't know, but Catherine and I, we go way, way back. back. <laughs> so, like in our early 20s, so which, by the way, when I say way back, I mean like a couple years ago. Oh, right? yeah, right. definitely. For sure, for mm-hmm. sure. No doubt. <laughs> or almost 20, whatever. <laughs> uh, we were attending the same church and we actually both met our husbands mm-hmm. there. Who had been best friends since like birth? I mean, yeah, it's such a cool story. Day one, yeah, for sure. And so, also, your husband Andy and I, we went to the same high school, so Andy Mm -hmm. and I had been friends for years. And I don't know if I ever told you, but when Greg and I started to be interested in each other, Andy like pulled me aside and had this like super long talk with me because he, yes, he wanted me to know how great a guy Greg was and just really encouraged me to pursue a relationship with Greg. And so I just thought that's a really cool friend to, Mm. to do that. So that was really neat. And then, um, And so when he became interested in you, I pulled him aside and I said, you know, I don't really know Catherine super well, but I'm like, I do know from what I do know, she is the whole package and you'd be crazy not to ask this girl out. So it's a good thing that Andy and I listened to each other's advice, I think. Oh, for sure. (laughs) For sure. Thank you for that, by the way. So our friendship started because of our men, but mm. Catherine, you have just become my soul sister, mm. and our friendship have it has deepened over the years outside of our husbands' friendship. And so, absolutely, we always laugh about um, how different we are. <laughs> just a little bit, yeah, just a little bit. And surely, <laughs> those of you out there, you will find out throughout this podcast how true that is. Mm-hmm. But. The things that are similar is mm. the glue that holds us together and creates this beautiful friendship that we have. Yes. So I know very much about you. I know mm-hmm. you very well. I know your precious family and even our kids are friends with each other. Yeah. So I know your story. I know your testimony to how God mm-hmm. has worked in your life and his goodness. Um, mm-hmm. But so I'm really excited for others to get to know these things as well today. So, Catherine, tell us a little bit about yourself.
1: Well, I knew you were going to ask and i my mind kind of goes blank trying to think of a concise answer for that. I've done a random jumble of things in my life, but I don't feel like any of that really defines me or could really give you a good idea of my personality because, like I said, random. Mm-hmm. One thing I can tell you for certain is that I have been transfixed and transformed by the powerful and undeserved love of God, and I am nothing without Him. Mm. He has been beside me and working within me and saving me every single day since I was about five years old, and it's because a pastor came to our door Mm. and told my parents about Jesus. I was absolutely desperate to know God. And even at five years old, I depended on him so much. So real briefly, it just kind of helps to know I had a bit of a confusing childhood. Mm -hmm. We moved a lot. I can't even say that enough times. It wasn't just house to house. It was state to state, church to church, school to school. So I thank God that I came to know him at Mm -hmm. an early age and that he gave me a persistent spirit. Mm -hmm. I'm grateful God showed me the need for extreme self-discipline and put me in a situation where independent learning was my only choice to rise above my circumstance. Because of God's grace and his grace alone, I was able to pursue and understand truth and continue to love who God is. He is truly the way, the truth, and the life. And I credit him for absolutely everything that I am And have and believe, you know, Catherine, I always say, like, knowing your
0: story, um, I always tell you, like, it is totally God, like, Mm -hmm. the the circumstances that you went through and dealt with, like, you really could have taken another road and, Mm -hmm. and God, with his help and his love and his you know favor over your life and mm. and you choosing him mm. you choosing to follow him despite those circumstances mm. you are <laughs> just a great example of how ladies can rise above their circumstances mm. and their situations
1: and follow god wholeheartedly and i love mm. i love that about you mm. thank you yeah god just protected my way mm. i mean there's no other way to describe that is he protected my way and he can do that for every one mm-hmm. of you out there um I remember through my teen years, my consistent prayer came out of Psalm 23, um, that God would Mm. lead me in paths of righteousness. That prayer was answered in a very significant way when I met my husband, Andy. We got married when I was 23. And his presence and influence brought a whole new level of growth and transformation Mm. to my life. We are complete opposites. You know (laughs) this. This is true. (laughs) (laughs) But together, we are such a team. That is very true as well. Yes. Um, I just can't even say that enough. During my hard times, he will pray for God to show me things I need to see. And God is faithful to do that because I'm listening. And then on the flip side, when he can't see the forest for the trees, Doesn't happen as often, Mm -hmm. but God is faithful to us both and holds us together. And I'm pretty sure he has one of heaven's biggest angels because he has done some (laughs) daring things for the Lord. And, you know, some things not necessarily for the Lord, just, you know, (laughs) hey, I'm going to walk off this ledge of this rock face. (laughs) And can you take a picture? (laughs) You know, just crazy things that take my breath away. And I'm like, I don't even want to look at you right right now. Like, I can't. Um. But he just loves life so much and has so much experience, and he loves to train people in the skills he's acquired over the years. I think that his one one of his deepest passions is just to protect and serve others, and I love that about him. Mm-hmm. We have three kids, and I have to tell you just a little bit about each of them, as well as my brother Jonathan, because he's with us a lot of the time and is part of our entourage. Mm-hmm. So each of our kids have totally different personality mm-hmm. types, literally. Yeah which is super fun. But in spite of that, they do such a great job caring for each other and really enjoying each other too. Um, our oldest son, Dirk, is a teenager. Uh, I don't know welcome, when that happened. to the world of teenagers. <laughs> <laughs> but he is an incredible kid. He inspires me every single day with his pursuit of Christ and the things God speaks to him the questions he asks, um, his personal determination, his compassion for others, and just how he serves his family even Mm. after a long day of school and sports. He reads out of at least four books a day, including scripture, biographies, and books on leadership, and has an early morning fitness um, routine that wakes me up most days, honestly. (laughs) But one thing he would say that was a catalyst to his growth and wisdom was reading a chapter of Proverbs mm-hmm. every day. That's cool. He's done that for That's a few years great. now. So, um, We also have a preteen daughter, Neela, who is an incredible blessing and encourager. She inspires me with how carefully she chooses her friends, how deeply she cares about them, she volunteers in student council and at a local pet rescue. Hmm. She loves to do random acts of kindness and thinks up the sweetest things just to make someone's day. I'll often find an encouraging note on my bed or on my to-do list from her. And I can trust her to be honest when my clothes don't match. You know, <laughs> <laughs> she's she's my one I look to. Um one thing that has is really helping her grow in Christ right now that I would highly recommend is watching Bible stories on an app for kids called Superbook. Ooh, it's really interactive too. So that brings me to our youngest son, Liam. He is our 10-year-old and he is our child whose goal in life is to have fun. Mm-hmm. Yep. I mean, it's all about fun. <laughs> His ultimate dream for years has been to be a professional soccer player. And he has a ball of some kind in his hands at all times and constantly begs for his friends and cousins to come over. Liam just amazes me with his creativity and has a very unique way of seeing and solving problems. I mean, anywhere from math to life strategies, he's just an out-of-the-box thinker. He loves to make people laugh and makes friends incredibly Mm -hmm. easily. So that's a little snapshot on our family of five. Now, my brother Jonathan adds a whole other layer To the family dynamics. He is such a gift and a joy, and our kids have learned so much about people with special needs because of him. Mm. Jonathan has autism, and because of that, he can be very routine-oriented and predictable while also being incredibly smart. We always know when he wakes up, not just because it's the exact same time (laughs) every day, but you hear the Christian radio start up, and it just plays all day long. Mm. Music definitely means a lot to him, and he researches and knows all the artists, all their songs, mm-hmm. and all their albums. Yeah, when he comes in the office sometimes with you, he's like, have, have you heard the song yeah. yet? Have yeah. you heard this? He'll have you say heard this? the name. And he'll yep. show it
0: to me. It's really cool, his passion for music. Yeah,
1: and if I need to know who sings a certain song, I'll mm-hmm. just ask him. Yeah. I don't and need to Google. Yeah, I have he'll Jonathan. Know. He'll know. So, <laughs> so, yes. He And he also keeps me on time, and he reminds me of things even sometimes where to turn on the road. Oh, so he loves um, this is one thing I super love about him. He loves to clean. So he's kind of like my personal assistant in every Mm -hmm. way. And I'm so spoiled. Yes, yes, you are. (laughs) Well,
0: thanks for sharing. I just sure do love your family and your dynamics. And um, yeah, you've got a great family. So, Catherine, there are so many fun things about you, and I bet little (laughs) hidden secrets along the way. So, share with us three things that we might not know about you.
1: Okay. Well, one thing is when I was a young adult, I went to Costa Rica on a missions trip. And I was so moved by the situation there that I wanted to go back. So I enrolled in language study at the Spanish Language Institute and was able to graduate the year program in three months. Wow. Yes. So I was able to get on a project right away and had a really cool experience that um, I was involved in a sustainable income project wherein I was dropped off in this remote mountain village for three weeks to train the women there to make pastries for government officials. I know. It was so difficult, especially the taste test. Right. (laughs) So number two, uh, when I was a kid, like I said before, we moved a lot. And by the time Uh, Four more siblings were added to the family. I think my mom kind of gave up on caring about school. (laughs) So she bought my older sister and I books, which was great. But it was up to us to figure out the material in the mass chaos of little people needing something every Mm -hmm. five seconds. But that really drove me to persistence. And I absolutely loved studying. I knew it was important. And I was passionate about graduating. So, somewhere in my eighth or ninth grade year, I asked my mom if I could please go to a school somewhere because I was having a really hard time understanding math. Mm-hmm. I mean, think Don't about it. Don't we all? It, oh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it was pre YouTube days. Yes, right. So, so you I can't mean, find yeah. something to help you figure it nothing, out. Nothing. Right? There's nothing available. So, anyways, she found a school for me and they tested my math level. Now, get ready to be totally ashamed. I was going into ninth grade. And I had a fifth grade level <laughs> understanding of math. Well, if it makes you feel better, I've been trying to help my fifth grader with math and I'm really struggling. It's hard. It's hard. <laughs> I'm really I struggling with it. this I fifth still don't get math. it. Uh, but I did graduate and even a year early. So awesome. that's the good news. So number three, I have this whole homesteader slash minimalist side mm-hmm. to me that people don't usually see. Um, I love using cast iron and stone. I buy wheat berries in 50 pound bags and I make almost everything from scratch. I can be kind of oblivious to pre-made store-bought food hacks like pudding <laughs> for example. <laughs> can we just talk about pudding yes, for a minute? Let's,
0: let's talk about <laughs> let us talk about pudding.
1: <laughs> it's been a long-standing tradition for Natalie yes. and I to get together one night during the Christmas season and I literally look forward to this pudding she makes all year long. <laughs> and it's from a box mix. It is. Jello brand. Yes. I'm proud to say. <laughs> It's amazing.
0: Yes. Jello brand. They know what they're doing. They got, they're legit. And so, okay. So I got to inter, like, interject here because my nickname for Catherine is Laura Ingalls. So <laughs> we always joke that she would have thrived on Little House on the Prairie and I would have died. Like, oh, no.
1: <laughs> I would have kept you alive. I know, Only because of you would I have
0: stayed alive. But like, seriously she does make everything from scratch like she <laughs> and so we have been doing this christmas tradition for like what i think it's been like I eight think it's years. nine nine okay i think mean, so, it's going to be 10 oh my word a decade so but what's so funny is we have the same food every, every single year. time yeah. it's like this tradition and so she brings the most amazing homemade Chex mix. And I offer (laughs) pudding from a box, (laughs) but it's our thing. It's It's, it's our thing. And so we were just talking about this earlier and we were talking about it and I was telling her about, well, you bring this amazing homemade thing. And she's like, uh, Natalie doesn't,
1: (laughs) everyone everyone make homemade homemade Chex Chex mix. And I'm,
0: she's like, I mean, I think so. And I'm like, girl, act like you know me i'm like i have never made homemade check mix before so no only you. maybe it's I only know. you i know i'm maybe. just trying to keep Chex mix in business with their bags so, I don't
1: know. all right moving <laughs> yes, on from moving the pudding and checks moving on um so back to my homesteaderness yes. um I'm always looking for ways to be more self-sufficient and less wasteful, so I find ways to upcycle and really try to make purchases based on what I don't want, ending up in a landfill in a matter of months. Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't care about trends or fashion or decorating. Mm -hmm, I'm pretty practical and base my life on what I need. I stick to neutral colors, so I don't have to buy multiples of the same thing, like shoes, for example. (laughs) I mean, who needs more than a few pairs of shoes, Natalie? Um, and I have to
0: say, hey, we all have our own weaknesses and mine, mine is shoes.
1: Yes. I mean, that's maybe your one weakness. Though. Sure. So we'll that's okay. Just, we'll just go with that. We'll give you yes, that one.
0: We'll go with that. Oh, my goodness.
1: I can't personally stand having too much. Oh, okay. But for you, as but, long as it's shoes, as it's okay. As long as it's shoes.
0: Sure. We'll go with that. It's just
1: shoes. We'll go, we'll go with that.
0: <laughs> As I was preparing to add ladies to the core team, I immediately thought of Catherine. And not only because we have been friends for over a decade and plus years, <laughs> uh, but she is so passionate about her relationship with Jesus and she's passionate about God's word and just speaking the truth. And so my heart drew quickly to Catherine to be on the team because I wanted someone that made sure that they would confront me when I was wrong or not walking in the truth. Mm -hmm. I knew that she would encourage me when I needed it, that she would keep me accountable and push me when I needed it Mm -hmm. and not just tell me what I wanted to hear. Uh, I also knew Um, that she would have my back no Mm -hmm. matter what Mm -hmm. I knew she'd have my back. And so Catherine is so wise and she is sensitive to the Holy Spirit. And I knew our ladies at Grace would be blessed to have her in leadership. Mm -hmm. So Catherine, why don't you share? Why are you passionate about women's ministry?
1: Well, first of all, my heart is just so full. I am continuously in awe of the women that I meet through our Bible studies, training camps, unscripted events and prayer encounter. I honestly hope to meet each and every one of you ladies out there. You inspire me, and I'm constantly learning new things because of you. I'm passionate about ministry specifically designed for women for two reasons. The first is because when I was old enough to really need that gender-specific spiritual life coaching, I was really disheartened by the things I heard other teens and women Mm -hmm. talk about. I was so hungry for God and the content of their discussion seemed to revolve around anything but God. It was almost as if it was appropriate to talk about God at church in the context of church, but then afterwards you just went on with your life. Mm. So a lot of my spiritual mentors were those that wrote the books I read and the music I listened to. So I believe women's ministry is so important for that reason. Secondly, because let's be honest, as women, we have a very unique and many times exhausting role to play in the family, Mm -hmm. and we need all the encouragement and support we can get. I think this can apply to whether you're married and have children or not. As women, we are first responders, so we need life coaching that really makes room for that.
0: Catherine, from your experience in life and working in women's ministry, what are some things you really
1: feel like women need to hear? I think women really need to hear three things. And I believe that our ministry does a phenomenal job, not just relaying these concepts, but also providing the platform for them. Number one, you are not alone your life story might be really bizarre and you might not feel like you fit in anywhere, especially in church culture. I really get that. That's one thing that has stood out to me even before I was part of Remarkable Mm -hmm. Women's Ministry, the whole idea of being Mm remarkable because life has branded us all. For better or worse, we carry Mm -hmm. the marks of so many life-shaping circumstances. And when you step into any facet of our Remarkable Women's Ministries, you are rebranded with that hope that comes directly from scripture. Mm -hmm. We are marked in him With the Holy Spirit. I hope that's enough reason for you to believe today that you are not truly alone. You have God, the Holy Spirit, and the community of believers at your disposal. And we invite you to do life with us. We want to know you, we want you to be part of our community. You are not alone.
2: Mm.
1: Number two, you are in the middle of your story. Someday, this season of your life, this difficulty you're up against, This seemingly endless pain, this trauma that keeps invading your peace of mind, it will all be a faint memory. I promise you, don't give up. Mm. God is bigger than the mountains that you're facing today. And someday in his perfect timing, he will move that mountain in an instant. Let me read you a verse from Psalm 46.5 that has helped me over and over again. It says, God is within her. She shall not fall. God will help her at break of day. Mm. Listen, there is an appointed time the help comes through. Pray for that break of day. It's coming. Mm. But victories are yours now every single day, and they aren't won by chance. So get back up, accept, adapt, and win. This is not the end. You are in the middle of your story, and God is at work. Number three, you can trust God 100%. I think women deal with a lot of fears, but ladies, I'm telling you, you can trust God. There have been things God has assigned to me, things I cried over so badly, I didn't want to do them. And looking back now, I'm like, what was I thinking? (laughs) It was 100% what was best for me. I just couldn't see it at the time. So trust God's heart, trust his character, trust his peace. He knows what he needs to do to shape you. Mm. He really has your best in mind. So just to recap, number one, you are not alone. Number two, you are in the middle of your story. And number three, you can trust God 100%. Mm. So press on, hang on, and be filled with hope.
0: One of the many things I love about you, Catherine, is your passion for being a mom. Mm. You're such a great mom, and I know I have personally grown and gleaned from your example and your mission of motherhood. And so, as a mom, what are some things you feel like other moms need to hear?
1: Mm. Well, if you're a mom, regardless of how you were brought up, you can rewrite the script. Mm. The Bible says, commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. That's from Proverbs 16, 3. And that's really powerful. Mm. So commit your job of parenting to God and let him, not the world, shape your thoughts on exactly how to do that. Moms, develop your children disciple them be intentional and it's okay if they know that it's really no secret that they need to be developed (laughs) don't be afraid to sit everyone down and tell them things need to change they will show resistance at first but that's just the flesh at the heart level they really crave boundaries another thing be prepared to drop everything in the moments that you need to deal with mm, their heart condition. That's that's really good. Mm-hmm, this has saved me again and again. Don't let things fester or be forgotten just because you're at a restaurant or in front of other people. Pull them aside. Take the time. See it as an Amber Alert because the danger in waiting is that they begin to believe their hearts are not as important as our agendas, mm. that their hearts are not the wellspring of life as the scripture says. It is your job. You have to prepare them for life. You have to prepare them for battle. And if life is a battle, which it is, then there's something to be gained or lost every day. Activate each of your children individually. Point out their strengths and how that helps the rest of the team. Everyone in your family has a unique role to play. Warn them of potential threats, both individually and to the team. Don't let them spend too much time in fruitless activities. The days are short engage their minds continuously. Deuteronomy 6 says, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your might. And these words that I command you today shall be on your heart. You shall teach them diligently to your children. You shall talk of them when you sit in your house and when you walk by the way and when you lie down and when you rise, you shall write them on the doorposts of your house and on your gates. So you're talking, you're writing, you're reminding. There's no downtime mentioned when it comes to imparting truth. And there's so many ways to implement creating this no downtime environment for our kids' minds. Turn the world's truths off. Fill the silence with God's truth through music, audiobooks, sermons, and inspirational movies. Have conversations, okay, and have fun too. Laugh (laughs) with each other. Work hard, play hard. That's a rule we live by. Mm. Really connect and really teach prayerfulness to your kids. Moms, in your personal time, I can't say this enough, God reveals so much to me about what I need to zero in on when I lift up each of my kids individually to the Lord and give God the time to speak to my heart about them. We have such an advantage in developing them because Mm -hmm. God sees and knows their hearts. So our partnership with God in areas of their growth and salvation is absolutely essential.
0: Catherine, I know one area that is very important to you in your walk with the Lord is prayer and how Mm -hmm. you had just even mentioned, you know, talking about your kids and how important Mm -hmm. prayer is and showing them how to pray and praying for them. Mm I mean, you truly are A prayer warrior
1: and so talk about the role of prayer in your life Mm. I love connecting to God in prayer and I love coming before his throne interceding for others Mm. one thing I've learned about prayer is that when I spend concentrated time in his presence I allow his thoughts to become my Mm. thoughts As a young child, I began to realize early how much I just loved being in God's presence. And within that context, God began to teach me how essential prayer is to the shaping of our lives. We can pray into things and over things and allow God into that circumstance. He's a tender shepherd. He would rather wait on us to ask than to just take over and seem quite independent of our experience. So remember that. His heart is relationship. Mm -hmm. He wants us to be in his inner circle on his planning team. He wants to know us, our thoughts, our ideas, our hearts cry. He wants us in the boardroom. He is always going to hold the trump card Mm -hmm. because he knows everything and he knows what is ultimately good even if it's presently bad. When I was about nine years old, that's when we learned that Jonathan was autistic. That was really hard for me to understand because I knew God created him but I had already learned that God is good and that asking God to help changes everything. Mm -hmm. So I prayed over Jonathan multiple times a day to get better. And my family was praying too. And just a few years after that, when he was retested, he had gone from being labeled severely autistic with mild mental impairment to mildly autistic Mm. with no mental impairment. So scores of things just like that happening again and again throughout my entire life because of that life-giving, life-changing connection with God. So I just wanna say prayer is not rocket science, but I think there's really two important factors to prayer and you can't have one without the other. So here's the first aspect we tend to think about, simply talking to God. That is 100% accurate. God wants us to ask, to seek, and to knock in prayer. But there's this whole other aspect to praying that we often overlook, and it's that we have to then begin noticing God. Where is he at work? How is he answering Mm -hmm. our prayer? In scripture, the word is watch, and the phrase is watch and pray. So there's both aspects of prayer totally spelled out for us right there in scripture. We are to, number one, ask, but number two, we need to be actively watching for the way in which God is answering. Mm, That's good. We have to look for his hand, his heart, his presence, his provision, his love, the little things he does to brighten the day or soften the blow. Just notice him. Mm. Unclutter your mind. Look for him. He is there. Watch and wait with expectation. Now, that all being said, there is definitely an awesomeness to the fact that we can engage God anywhere at any time. That is awesome. But I'm gonna be real, I don't think it's supposed to be the consistent norm because there's something so important to our very souls about dedicating time on our knees, being still before the Lord. Remember the story of Job's encounter with God. God speaks in whispers in the stillness Think about how true that is with your children if you're a mom or with your husband if you're married. I mean, we can have great conversations on the go, which is a really good thing considering we're a pretty active family. Mm -hmm. But something totally different happens when there is zero agenda and I make myself available to them just by being present and ready. I wanna share something that Martin Luther once said that challenges me every day. He said, I have so much to do today that I'm going to need to spend three hours in prayer in order to be able to get it all done. Mm-hmm. God is ready to reveal things to us. He's waiting for us to slow down and come into the room with him and pray to him.
0: Catherine, thanks so much for sharing with us today. I appreciate your honesty and willingness just to be real with us, share what God has done in your life and just the passions he has placed on your heart to encourage us today. Uh, What final encouragement can you share with us?
1: Well, we're just so indebted to the Lord, aren't we? I mean, think about your life today. Think about every time God came through. Think about his presence and how it changes everything. Everything has to bow to him. My consistent position before God is in the words of David in 1 Chronicles 17, 16. He says, who am I, Lord God? And what is my family that you have brought me this far? My soul just resonates with that prayer. I would love to and hope to someday thank every person that saw me as a child and just whispered a prayer over my life, and I'm forever grateful to that pastor who knocked on our door. Knowing that I wouldn't be who I am today without all the people that stepped into my life at one time or another inspires me to believe that we can be that person for someone else Mm. every day. Ladies, let's get busy about the Lord's harvest. Jesus himself said, you are the salt of the earth. In the light of the world.
0: If there is something shared today that you've connected with and would like to talk to someone about it, please reach out to me. I'd love to set up a time to chat with you or connect you with Catherine. You can email me at nreplogal@gc.church. at gc.church. Thanks for joining us today. Until next time.